All right, what's going on, guys? Here with the next episode of the Run Free Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Really stoked to talk about today's topic, which I believe I say this before every topic, but it really is true. I'm stoked every time. (laughs) As stoked as you can be in your garage by yourself talking into a phone where no one's really there. Feels kind of weird, to be honest, but but I'm getting the hang of it. I'm getting the hang of this podcasting thing. But anyways, uh, today's episode is uh, one I've talked about a lot. Uh, I, I love to share with people on this subject because... I always tell people, like, when I was on an airplane traveling to races, when I was running professionally, people would ask me, you know, you strike up a conversation with the person next to you, and they would ask you, like, what do you do for a living? It's one of the first and most common questions you get all the time in those social situations. And um, I always, like, would kind of ponder that question for probably longer than I should have. These people are probably a little bit confused, but um, just deciding which direction I want to go with it, you know? Because I could tell them, like, oh, I'm a professional runner. And they're like, runner? Like, like you talking about, like, the stockings you put on, like, women put on their legs and, like, run, f- like, <laughs> like, they just don't know, like, what's a professional runner? Like, that's just totally off their grid, you know? So I usually, I, I didn't always want to go that route. So sometimes I'd just be like, hey, or actually, you know, I don't know if I actually ever told anyone this or I just thought this that'd be a fun way to describe my job. Um, but I tell people, like, I'm a professional pain manager. Because that's really, like, when it comes down to the crooks of, like, what it means to be a professional marathon runner, that's kind of it right there. It's like, how much pain, how much suffering can you endure for how long like that's really kind of the name of the game i remember uh when i ran the 2007 olympic trials in new york city um there's i think five of us in in the lead group of the olympic trials marathon and i met i think it was around mile 16 or so i just remember like having this thought i was like i feel like i'm in like a planking competition like do you guys ever do those planking competitions like with your kids or like on your team or in school where you just plank and you're all staring at each other and like your faces are starting to turn red you're starting to shake and you're just like waiting you're like okay who's gonna like give into the pain first who's gonna fold first and that's kind of what it felt like for me in that race but um that's really you know what it comes down to in running is you know how how much pain can you handle how hard can you push for how long so that's why this this subject is super super important to me and um excited to share with you guys kind of nine keys that have helped me get through some really tough moments um and continue to help me get through tough moments actually i was uh, uh this is actually the perfect day for me to record this because i was out on a run with sarah we're just running from our house and we live up on this bluff i don't know anyone else live on the top of the hill and being like oh i hate running from my house because you're running down you're feeling good it was like a bipolar run right like the whole first half was like oh i feel great feel good bouncy you know and then we start coming back up the hill to get back to our house and i am just like i got my pain face on like people are driving by in cars and i'm just like please just take me out of my misery like take me home i'm ready to go i was you know i'm being overly dramatic there but you guys know it's like when you're suffering you just feel like especially when you're suffering going uphill that's the worst just feel like falling flat on your face so i was kind of in one of those moments you know and sarah's like all chatting with me trying to encourage me being like you're you're 75 percent of the way there i don't know exactly what she was saying and i was just i didn't even respond i was just like 
like head down, like turn the brain off, just take one more step. That was kind of what was going on in my mind. Um, so, you know, even though I'm retired from pro running, uh, suffering is still uh, something that, that I, uh, experience quite often whether it's in the weight room or out going for some runs with sarah so um this is definitely you know i'm i'm talking to myself a little bit here with these things these are all kind of life life lessons that i've learned and uh, continue to kind of encourage myself with when i find myself in situations like today where you know you're suffering you're in pain and you're hurting and you're trying to find a way to be the best version of you and and to accomplish your goal to get to the finish line so i guess i'll just kind of launch right into it Uh, but what i found to be and i'm gonna go back over these i'm gonna go through these uh, nine keys kind of in depth and then at the end i'll go back and just remind you guys each one just real briefly and then uh then we'll wrap from there but um the first one is something that my dad taught me when i was first getting into the sport he would he'd encourage me when I was out racing in particular and also in training and hard workouts and he'd tell me this he's like focus on what feels good because it's really really easy to focus on what's hurting whether that's your lungs or maybe it's your whole body feels like it's going to explode but like focus on whatever is feeling the best on your body and you might even have to go I know for myself I do this sometimes where I have to even go outside my body to like what is good about why I'm out here why I'm doing this um and being thankful that hey I have a healthy body I get to do this like this is a joy a privilege um but if I can find something to identify in my body that actually feels good, like sometimes I'll be breathing really hard, but like my legs actually feel pretty good or maybe it's vice versa. Um, so whatever it is, like just focus on what feels good because what we focus on increases. And so if we're focused on our pain, if we're focused on our suffering, if we're focused on how much we're hurting, our perception of that is just going to grow and grow and snowball and snowball until we feel like the weight of the world is on us in the form of pain and we can't stand up under this pain anymore because we're so focused on the pain. So the one of the biggest aspects of suffering well is getting outside of your own pain, getting outside of your own suffering. Um, an illustration I like to use for this one is uh, my daughter Jasmine. She has to get her hair braided. She's 11, turning 12 here, actually, in like a week. Um, but she would always cry every single time she'd get her hair braided because they pull it super tight, you know. I don't know what it's like to get your hair braided, but apparently it can be pretty painful. And so she would always cry. And this hasn't happened recently. This was like years ago. But uh, what we found is that if we put a movie on, not one tear she'd be totally fine but no movie no distractions and she's like in tears the whole time and i think that's a really good illustration of like when our mind is not fixated on our pain we can endure way more pain and so like she's sitting there getting her hair braided watching a comedy movie like busting up laughing and just having the the greatest time even though she's getting her hair braided and in in a lot of pain so kind of use that to think about like how can I approach my suffering in such a way that I can get outside of it and I can not be so focused on it? Like focus on something else um, is, I think, one of the best ways we can get through our own pain and suffering. 
Uh, my next key for you guys is what you believe about yourself will come out of you. Um, and you know, I know for some people, maybe you don't feel like you have a very positive belief about yourself in terms of how much pain and suffering you're uh, able to endure. Like you might, someone, maybe a coach, maybe a family member, maybe your brother, sister, someone at some point has maybe told you like, you're not tough. You're not strong. Like you, you're like, whatever, you know, all those adjectives that describe like people who don't, who aren't strong, who aren't tough. They might've used those to describe you. And that might've really gotten your head and you might started to uh, believe what they've said, or um, at least had them kind of subconsciously floating around in you. So it's really important that we believe we are strong and that we're able to endure suffering. I remember when I was first getting into the sport and my dad, he would, I, I overheard him having a conversation with someone else. I don't know if it was a family member or friend or someone. And I remember him saying, he's like, I'm really like worried that Ryan's going to hurt himself in training because he pushes himself so hard. Like I'm afraid he's going to like do damage to his body. And, uh, I took that as like, whoa, like my dad thinks I'm that tough. He thinks I'm I can just push myself that hard to where I'll actually physically hurt myself. And that was hugely empowering for me. And it, it shaped my belief about myself. And so like to this day, even in the weight room today, like, like I'm thinking about like, I am supremely tough and I'm not comparing you know, how tough I am relatively to other people, but I really do believe that I'm really tough because I had that seed of belief in myself to endure pain. I had that seed planted by my dad when I was 13 years old and I started to believe that belief. And as I believed that belief, it became a self-fulfilling prophecy and I started to see that come out of me and I really could push myself extremely hard. So you might think you're at a disadvantage here. You might think, well, like I already, I don't believe that about myself. Well, the good thing is, and what I want to do now is like give you permission to just start over. And that's my favorite thing about running and, and about life in general. Every single day the sun comes up, it's a fresh start. Like let's change. Let's change the way we think about ourselves. Let's change our beliefs. And we get to choose our beliefs through our thoughts, through the the narrative that is going through our mind all day long uh, during our waking hours, it, it never stops playing for most people or maybe not never is the right word, but you guys know what I mean. It's like you think the same thoughts kind of like over and over and over again and there's lots of studies that have been shown about this. And so we're constantly telling ourselves a story about ourselves. And so I think the first step is paying attention. Like what is the story you're telling yourself? What's what are you telling yourself that you believe about yourself? And then empowering ourselves to change and to cultivate a belief that we actually want to have and have that become what we're telling ourselves um, as the the dominant thought in our mind going from day to day. So 
you know, I, I talk a lot about like mental toughness and get a lot of questions about that when we're, you know, doing Q&A sessions with runners, like how do you become mentally tough? And I always tell people like the way to become mentally tough is to believe you're mentally tough. So it's kind of circular logic, you know, but it really is true. Like you got to just buy in completely. And even if you feel like you're lying to yourself at the beginning, just start pummeling yourself with this thought of like, I am mentally tough. I am mentally tough. So I I cannot stress that enough, like how important it is to cultivate the beliefs you want to have about yourself because those beliefs you have about yourself, they're going to come out of you and those they're going to become self-fulfilling prophecies. So super, super important. Uh, my next key for you guys is uh, sometimes, you know, you just need to keep your thoughts simple. And I kind of touched on this talking about my experience running up the hill today where it's like just it, it moments... And that's the thing with these keys, guys. Like, it's not like I'd pull on every single one of these every single time I'm suffering. It's like I kind of had to rifle through my index and be like, okay, what card am I going to pull out here? Because, um, you know, this card's not working. <laughs> and so I need to try a different one, you know? So these are all like kind of different tactics we can throw at our suffering, um, different things we can put in our arsenal that will help us fight against suffering. Um, so today for me, it was, you know, like, just stop thinking, like turn the mind off. And uh, I, I always remember hearing a story about Michael Phelps when he was swimming in the Olympics and a reporter asked him like, what are you thinking about? Like when you're in competition and you're in the water. And I remember his response was like, I'm not thinking about anything. Like I'm just fully in the moment, just going at it with everything inside me. And like, he's already programmed himself to do what he wants to do in the race in his training. And so now it's just a matter of being fully present in the moment and just going after it with everything inside of them and turning the brain off to some extent. So that can be a really, really helpful tool as uh, we're kind of going through suffering. All right, next one I want to talk about is a uh, healthy comparison. So I'm not a big fan of comparison. Uh, I've you know, come a long ways in that, in that journey on that road for me. Um, and you know, for, I, but I do think, and I think that's a good, this will be a good subject to cover in a future podcast, but I do think there can be a healthy comparison where, um, we are inspired by other people. So when I think about like my, uh, career running professionally i remember training in ethiopia and we'd be driving down to these uh training locations and as we're driving down we're going down this really steep really like a mountain that's like 10k long and these like super windy roads and really steep and um there's these really elderly women who are carrying firewood from these rural areas into the city of Addis to sell their firewood for like a dollar. And it takes them all day to gather their wood, to put it on their back, to like rope it all up. And if you ever see a picture of it, man, Google it or something. But um, man, the loads of firewood that these elderly women are carrying is impressive. Like unlike anything I've seen in the States, you know, um, and they're doing it for 10 K. So they walk 10 K down into Addis, 10 K back out to where, you know, their villages and they're getting $1 from that. And so I just think of like the looks on their faces when we drive past them was just this look of like grit and determination and 
perseverance and endurance. It was so, so inspiring for me. And I would flash back to that when I was in my moments of suffering in races, being like, yeah, you know, I'm hurting, but there's a lot of people hurting all over the world. And some people are hurting a lot less than I am. So that that would be one example of, uh, I think, healthy comparison. People who urge you to endure more than you think you can endure. Another thing I would do uh, previous to my marathons and this can kind of come off the wrong way, but uh, I would watch uh, Passion of the Christ, the movie, and it's a pretty gruesome movie, you know. It, you wouldn't think of it as like an inspiring movie to necessarily watch before a race. Um, you know, it's a pretty heavy movie, one that I remember the first time I saw it in a theater and at the end of the movie, everyone was just totally silent, walked out in total silence. Like it's one of those movies that just like, whoa, like that is heavy, you know? So not necessarily what you think of as a, as a, you know, rah, rah, pep up movie. But, um, for me, like I just had to get that picture in my mind of like someone who suffered so well and who suffered at the, he suffered for other people, you know? And to be able to be inspired by the amount of pain that he took on um, because of his love for other people, like I wanted that kind of burned in my mind so that when I was going through my own suffering, I'd be like, yeah, like my suffering is intense. It's hard. Um, But, you know, it's nothing compared to what Jesus went through on the cross. So, you know, find your, find the people for you. Like it doesn't have to be my people, but we all have people in our lives, whether, you know, it's people we know who are battling cancer. Um, that actually reminds me of when I did the world marathon challenge and there was a lot of moments where I was kind of like pouting to myself being like, Oh, this is not fun. What am I doing out here? Like not enjoying the suffering at all, you know? And then I'd have like one of the, the ladies on our trip, she had, has brain cancer and is running the entire seven marathon, seven days, seven continents with brain cancer. And, you know, seeing her run past me and she had a good attitude the whole way. I never saw her like in a bad mood. Um, seeing her, I was like, you know what? Like I, I have a lot to be thankful for. And, you know, if she can do this with a good attitude, I can do it in a good attitude. So I think that's the kind of healthy comparison that can be really good for us. So find, find some inspiration around you, um, whether it's friends, family, people you watch on YouTube, like people who are, handling an immense amount of pain and suffering and doing it with grace and just thriving despite the pain and suffering. All right. So next key uh, is how do we frame our suffering in our mind? So, uh, you know, I've learned a lot from this one with weightlifting, you know. So suffering, it's the way to grow. It's the way to get stronger if we think about it that way. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes like I would just see my suffering as like needless and like something to be avoided. Like I'm like, oh, I don't want to start hurting really bad and, you know, like would just really struggle with that aspect. I didn't see suffering as good. And it helped me a lot when I started to embrace my sufferings, being like, actually, like, this is the resistance I need to get stronger. It's like with weightlifting, like, I don't get stronger if I'm not trying to move more weight than I can handle. So how we think about suffering, how we frame it in our mind, do we see it as a foe or as a friend? 
because I think you can see it either way, you know? And if you see it as a friend, you're going to see it as something that's helpful, something that you want to go through, something that um, you're choosing to endure, something that is ultimately making you better. If you see it as a foe, you're going to want to avoid it. You're going to want to get away from it. You're just going to want to get through it. And it's going to be not very much fun to go through your own suffering. So um, really, really important, I think, that we frame our suffering uh, in a positive light as our friend. All right, next one I want to talk about is uh, just relaxing with pain. And uh, this is one that I actually learned during my time at Stanford uh, because we talked a lot about like how do you run fast and how do you you know the the thing with running fast is you got to endure a lot of pain a lot of suffering so how do you do that and we would just talk about physically relaxing our body as much as possible I don't know about you guys but like my problem in my career is I would start hurting and then my shoulders would start coming up and then I'm tense in my neck I'm tense in my arms and it just is a ripple effect all the way down my body so that's I think a pretty common reaction to pain like I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but you'll be in the dentist. I mean, they're drilling on your teeth or doing something not super pleasant. And all of a sudden you realize like you are just grabbing the the dental chair with your hand with like everything inside you and your forearms like starting to cramp and your hands all sweaty. And you're like, whoa, whoa, just relax. <laughs> like it's it's just kind of a natural reaction to pain, right? It's to just like get tense. And it's it's almost like you're trying to protect yourself through getting tense. But when we're trying to perform in running, we want to be as relaxed as possible. So this is something I tell myself all the time when I was out racing and training. It's When I'm starting to hurt, it's be like, just relax, just relax, just relax. And so sometimes the way to get through our pain and suffering is like we actually just need to we just need to take a little bit of gas, you know, step off the gas just a little bit. Just give ourselves a little bit of grace so that we can uh, weather the storm so we can get to the next mile because maybe we're just redlining it just a tad bit too hard. But if the more relaxed we can be, the faster we're going to run. Like I guarantee you, like that's the way to run fast is to stay as relaxed as you can for as long as you can. So yeah, relaxation and a good thing. I have a lot of cues with that, you know, like, like I said, trying to keep my shoulders down every once in a while, maybe just shake, dropping my arms down and shaking them out was super helpful for me. Um, Keeping my face relaxed, thinking about like, like my cheeks, my cheeks, like bouncing up and down, like you see with the sprinters. Um, keeping my hands down by my hips. These were all kind of cues that kind of helped me stay physically relaxed when, when the pain was starting to set in. All right, the next one, one of my favorite uh, keys for getting through suffering, and I kind of touched on this already, but I want to go a little bit deeper into it, but it's just to get outside yourself. You know, I talked about how when you focus on your pain, then your perception of it grows and pretty soon it's a giant snowball and you're you're just in a world of pain and suffering. Um, so how do we do that? How do we get outside of ourself? And, uh, you know, having gone through pain and suffering so much and trying to learn to suffer well throughout my life, you know, I look to Jesus for a lot of examples and, um, you know, talk about enduring pain i talked about the cross a little bit already but man what he endured was you know 
beyond imaginable. I cannot even fathom the amount of pain he must have been in. So um, regardless of like our beliefs about Jesus, I think it's we can all certainly like look to him and be like, how did this guy endure this amount of suffering? Um, so I want to read you guys a passage out of Hebrews and it says, uh, therefore, since we who have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, which I thought's really cool. It's like we're out in these races, you know, and um, huge crowds on the side. And that's kind of how this passage starts. It's like we have all these like cloud of witnesses, all these people surrounding us. And as a result, like, let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. And remember, like, sin just means missing the mark. And so, like, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I show up to the starting line, and I'm, man, I really missed the mark of my buildup. I did X, Y, and Z wrong. I got hurt. I had this going on. But saying, like, lay all that side lay all that stuff aside and like let's not be encumbered by anything and and it talks about how it can even entangle us the sin which so easily entangles us like it's really easy to let what has happened in the past dictate our futures and we got to let go of that so it continues and let us run with endurance endurance the race that is set before us and this is my favorite part and i think the, the biggest key that I've learned in this area, uh, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, so for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So that's Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. And uh, man, there's a lot in there. We could do a whole podcast just on that one passage. Um, but... He was able to endure his pain by fixing his – sorry, that was me and my daughter bringing in a 50-pound bag of oatmeal. <laughs> we got two 50-pound bags of oatmeal from Whole Foods. They always ask us, they're like, "Are you like, why do you guys need so much oatmeal? I'm like, we just eat a ton of oatmeal. So anyways – Side note, <laughs> random. Um, but anyway, so Jesus endures the cross because of what is set before him, the joy that is before him. So what can we think of when we're suffering that brings us joy? Like what is the reward? What's the reason why we're out there doing what we're doing? Why are we pushing ourselves so hard anyways? So we got to have like some reason for being out there, some reason for enduring the suffering. If we don't have a reason, it's going to be very hard to endure those very tough moments. And, you know, like in this passage, I believe like Jesus' reason for enduring his suffering was like redemption, redemption of me, of you, of like all humanity. And regardless of like what your beliefs are about Jesus, which, you know, I respect everyone's beliefs, um, about about god and and about jesus but uh regardless of what you think like that is what allowed him to get through his pain was he was he was focused on the joy of like redeeming all of us and so we need to do the same thing like we need to get outside of our suffering um and have a very strong why why are we running why are we out here why are we suffering Because we're going to fall back on that over and over and over and over again as we're out there uh, racing and training. 
All right, we're getting through it, guys. Almost done. I think I have two left. All right, so my next key for you guys is just to practice being in pain often. So don't expect to, you know, come out of the gates and just be like, I can endure more pain than anyone, like from the time you're like five years old and getting into the sport or whatnot, or maybe you're new to running and just getting into it, or maybe you've been doing it for a long time. Like no matter where you at on your journey, just realize that the more you practice being in pain and suffering, the better you're going to get at it. And the more like you can pull on like keys like this or keys you've learned from other runners or coaches or whatever it might be, like the more you practice, it's just like anything in life. The more you practice, the better you're going to get at handling it. So give yourself lots of grace. You know, it's okay to like feel like, you know what? I just couldn't really push through the pain today. Like I don't, I can't quite figure it out, but don't let that discourage you from continually going after it over and over again and keep showing up keep choosing to suffer and uh it's it's interesting how it even shifts like your willingness and your desire to want to suffer you know like i don't i wouldn't say any of us like come out of the womb just being like i i can't wait i'm gonna have my coffee in the morning i'm gonna have breakfast and i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna physically suffer like that sounds like great time to me but you know after years and years of kind of doing that with training for marathons um I I had to have that continue on in in my life when I retired from pro running. I had to push myself physically cuz I just love I love the feeling of of pushing myself to my max of suffering of I love doing hard things. And I think that's what we discover as we suffer repeatedly over and over again as we practice suffering is we find that there's actually a huge amount of satisfaction and joy in our suffering. And I really believe too, like, you know, Jesus, talking about Jesus, he didn't like start his ministry and go straight to the cross. Like he started his ministry and then he went straight into the desert. Actually, I think this was just prior to him starting his ministry, but he goes into the desert after he's baptized, goes into the desert. So I guess it was the start. Having a little debate with myself here. <laughs> um he goes into the desert and he's he's fasting for 40 days. I mean, that's some pain right there. That's a different kind of suffering, but certainly some suffering. I wouldn't want to do that. Um, but, you know, that I believe for him is like a little training ground, you know, like uh, there's obviously a lot at play and a lot that, you know, we don't know exactly all that went down when he's out in the desert. But, um, you know, like even Jesus, like it said, he had to grow in stature with God and man. So even Jesus had to get better at stuff. And I really see like that time in the desert is like he's he's learning how to suffer too, you know? So like let's just give ourselves lots of grace that it's okay if we don't get it right every time and let's expect it to be something we can train ourselves to do really well. But it takes mindfulness, you know? You can't just go out and suffer and not try new things, not think about why was it that I didn't suffer well today or how am I going to suffer well today? Like it's something we got to go after with the same intention that we bring to our, you know, nuts and bolts of our workouts and our training. All right. Last one, guys. So lastly, I think it's really important that we cultivate the belief that just on the other side of your pain and suffering is immense joy. 
just on the other side of your pain and suffering is immense joy. And you guys know that that's true because you've all run races, right? Where you go from like just hurting like like you could not believe and then you cross that finish line and you're like, I I actually feel like I could run a couple more miles and you're just elated. You're just stoked. You're giving hugs to people and, you know, obviously you can go both ways. I've had races where I finished and just like you collapse on the ground and they take you to the med tent and (laughs) that can also be a probable ending. But there's so much joy to pushing through our suffering, to pushing through our, our pain. And I, it's really helpful for me when I'm out running that I remember that. that I remember like you're in a world of hurt right now and that's okay. But just on the other side of all this pain and all this suffering is a ton of joy. So let's get get to the joy, you know, like let's sprint to the joy. Uh, an analogy I like to use for this one and one that I probably shouldn't use since I'm not a female, but is a childbirth, you know, it's like having talked to my mom about this and other females, like, obviously, you know, women are in an immense amount of pain as they're giving birth to their child. But then think about like the moment that child comes out and they hear that first cry, the amount of joy that fills their heart. So they go from just extreme suffering, extreme pain, like you could not believe. And then a moment later, they're just filled with joy. And I think it's really important to remember that, to be like, right now, I'm feeling a lot of pain. I'm, I'm in a really tough spot. But I know just on the other side of this is immense joy. All right, guys, so that's all I got. I'll run back through those real quick just to, because I know that was kind of a lot to digest all in one sitting. And like I said, hopefully these are just things that you can try out on your own and maybe even just the beginning of conversations with your running partners, your running buddies, teammates, being like, how, what works for you? You know, like how do, how do you suffer well? Because we all have different things that work for us. But I hope that, you know, this podcast has been helpful for you and um, being able to work through your own your own suffering and, and the joy that's coming on the other end. So um, just a quick recap. First one was uh, what you focus on increases. Next one was what you believe about yourself comes out. Uh, the next key was keep your thoughts simple. Sometimes just turn that mind off. Uh, the next key was healthy comparison, thinking about people who suffer well and being inspired by their suffering. Uh, the next one was framing your suffering well, so framing it as a friend, not a foe. Uh, the next one was to relax with pain. So that's kind of a physical one where you're physically trying to relax. Uh the next key was get outside yourself. That's where we talked about Jesus and him focusing on the joy set before him and um, us having a very strong why, why we're out there, why we're suffering and focusing on that. The next one is uh, just practice being in pain often and give yourself grace to to not get it right every time. And then uh, that last one that we hit on was just to cultivate the belief um, that just on the other side of pain is immense joy. And I hope that you guys find that joy. Uh, All the best to you guys. You're training, you're racing, and uh, thanks for tuning in.